Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X Grown Up. I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to this annual retrospective, Looking Back on Looking Forward 2019. I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We have been looking forward to this one, no pun intended, all year long. You'll remember <laughs> last year was the first time. forward to it. <laughs> George was really not looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah. The podcast started all the way back in August 17th of 2017, and from the beginning, we had a segment looking forward and it was we talked about everything we had done and seen and played and toys we had purchased or not purchased in Mo's case but everybody <laughs> kind of does a best of the year looking back on the year kind of thing and I'm like hey this is a cool opportunity to button up all these loose ends yeah you said it was a cool opportunity yeah you it is a cool opportunity just not one that you enjoy that's all <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a longtime listener you have heard every show at the end we talk about what we're looking forward to. And often we will talk about that in a subsequent episode, but far much more often we don't because something else comes up. Far much more often. Is that a thing? Sure. I think so. <laughs> Sorry. It is now. It is it's now. 2020, okay. so we might as well. Yeah. If you're a new listener, we're going to be talking about topics that happened in 2019 that we suggested might be interesting to us, we we're looking forward to, but we didn't follow up on. Last year was our first full year with the podcast in 2018. So let's start before we get into the topics of the year. Let's look back on last year's looking back on looking forward. What? <laughs> okay. What? Kind of inception bullshit we is this? We didn't know what to expect. And there was a lot of stuff that we actually left dangling threads. So some of us made a concerted effort this year to try to keep that lighter. <laughs> Didn't right some I of did. us? <laughs> yes, one of us absolutely did because I didn't want to have to try and remember. I'm old now. We're Gen Xers. That doesn't mean we're young and You're the youngest and of, of long us. memory. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still old. I have a feeling this is one of these shows that as the years go on, it could get more and more difficult. Get worse and worse <laughs> right? and worse. Right. Did I take my geek over? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> all right. George, you all but admitted that you actually attended and talked about some movies just so you wouldn't have them in this episode. So, yes, absolutely. How do you think you did? I, I think I did well because we have this card in our little toolbox that we use in order to track our items. Yep. And I purposely went back and looked at the card every time you filled it out. However, as you'll see <laughs> when we get into the quarter three and quarter four areas, you stop <laughs> filling out the damn card. I was waiting until so the quarter was over. That's what we had talked about or not talked about. <laughs> so the early part of the show is going to be not George, and this whole end is going to be George. Uh, yeah, pretty much. How did you do, Mo? Did you uh, have many items you didn't talk about? How did you think when you look oh, back I at the card? A, I had a, a ton more than man. you thought. <laughs> well, that justifies the need for this episode. So, uh, yeah, I think it's time to get into it right after this. That Coco Krispies chocolatey taste sends you to this chocolatey place to a land full of chocolate snap, crackle, pop a lot. Let Coco Krispies fill your spoon and soon be gazing at a Coco Moon. It's time to get the ball rolling. And Mo, in our first yeah. episode of the year that came out January 3rd. So I think we all like had a New Year's resolution. We're going to make sure we take care of all of these loose threads, except right. Mo didn't is the only one that didn't stick to it in the first episode. No, Mo was trying to lose weight or some shit. I don't remember. <laughs> he, had a, he had a different resolution. Well, I totally blew it like the furry first show, huh? Yeah, you did. So the January 3rd episode, you were looking forward to, I think, a new season of Drunk History. And you didn't talk yes, about it again. Did you watch? that new season how was it well apparently i didn't talk about it again since then but no, but yes, I did then. watch it until now. I did watch the new season, and it was as funny as the previous seasons. I think it's still one of the more creative, and interesting shows that are out there. I keep trying to watch it, and every time I'm like, Mo talked about it, and I'll go grab some episodes and I'll watch it, and I go, Oh, this I can't watch more of this. Like it's fun in small bursts, but you can watch it over and over. It's it's I don't get that. What do you what do you <laughs> see in it? What do you see in it that's so good? I don't know. 
to me, it's just 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 the whole concept to me just cracks me up that the fact that these people one well one they talk about I think some pretty interesting historical stuff that's not normally talked about like yeah I'm a history you know, fan sure you know less less known stuff and also just the fact that the people telling the story are just drunk off their ass it just makes it hilarious to me <laughs> and it's and like then the are really what make it though yeah. plus Mo's looking for people he knows he's like oh yeah I remember that guy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the yeah. new year I have decided I'm going to be magnanimous to George and just let it go and <laughs> wow we'll see how long that lasts yeah. yeah I'll kill that resolution for you just wait well last year we all blew our resolution by the second episode in the January 17th episode we all three had something we were looking forward to and none of us followed up on any of them we have all three of us <laughs> so I'll start with me I was looking forward to uh, Glass which was the third movie oh, yeah. in wow the, how did uh, we Shyamalan? not talk about I know, that I'm actually shocked yeah, about that it must have happened like right after the episode something else some other story blew up but yeah so I definitely saw it it was great. It was a little different than I was expecting, but it really paid off on all the things it had. Uh, it had Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy as the, the three characters that up until the end of that second film, you didn't know it was a uh, kind of connected universe, but it was cool. It was a nice summary of that. You know, it's like any good kind of trilogy sort of setup thing and a payoff. You're not always going to be happy with every single thing that happened, but I definitely saw it. And I think we all saw it, didn't we? It was, it's, yeah, I did. Definitely. Yeah, I've seen it several times. I thought it was one of the better trilogy films that I've seen of trilogies. I mean, not the best because, you know, we've got Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, and sure. A few it, others, it, but it was cool. And I also, I just think it was, it was a cool solid trilogy as film. a surprise trilogy. Like you didn't yeah, know it was going to be, be which is kind of the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. think that's what made it better than in my mind, at least, because if it was one that I had seen coming, like if we always knew it was going to be a trilogy, right. it might. Yep. not have been as good mm-hmm. but the fact that it was a surprise in M. Night Shyamalan typical fashion the whole yep. trilogy was a surprise the trilogy was a surprise <laughs> <What> a twist <laughs> that's, that's the twist is it was a trilogy surprise that it was yeah so Mo same episode you were looking forward to The Punisher season 2 I guess I might be in the minority that I actually kind of liked all the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah, I, even I Iron Fist, you said you enjoyed. Them. Yeah, yeah. No, I love them. So I was kind of bummed when they they stopped doing them. Essentially, which we now know why because Disney well, yeah. Plus was coming and they were ramping up for that and yeah, pulling and in all the IPs gonna, again. Disney. Well, I don't know. Now the Mandalorian is doing so well. You know, maybe they'll do a good job with these as well. But that yeah. being said, um, the season two because I thought this was the best TV version or movie version of the Punisher I have seen after a couple failed movies. Best live action version yeah. of Punisher for sure because the couple of the the, um, you know, the movies that came out were just awful. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Thomas yeah. Jane. Yep. It was that one. I forgot who the other one was. Who was in the other one? I don't know. It was forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> it was forgettable. That's why we you don't not. know. <laughs> yeah, and the quality totally carried over into season two. It was still good. And I th- Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it had probably my second favorite fight scene uh, in all these shows were the one where he's in prison and he's oh, a fight yeah. through the prisoners right. to get to the end. That was an amazing fight scene. Like the gauntlet fight scene. Yeah. yeah. And plus the actor they got who played him, I think is just, it was just a perfect casting. Disney stole back all their properties because they didn't want Netflix making money off of them. Yeah. So, so Disney, I know you listen to us and every episode, <laughs> sure. our opinion matters. So <laughs> yes. I think you should revitalize all of these series, but specifically Punisher definitely could do with a season three. Well, they're doing a few of them. They've already talked about. They're like these little hidden innuendos all around Disney. The ones that we know that they're not going to bring back is like, um, they're not going to do the compilation series anymore. The Defenders. That's the Defenders? Right. Yeah. They're going to do the Luke Cage series again. Oh, really? Are they? Oh, keep that alive. Yeah. All right. George, same episode. You were looking forward and, and I think I remember you telling me offline what happened here, but not on the show. You were looking forward to playing in a Smash Brothers tournament with your son who had recently trained you in Smash Brothers. You remember this? <laughs> oh, yeah. I yes, that. I do. Um, I actually went back and listened to this episode because I wanted to remember which Smash Brothers tournament it was. Uh, they had one here in Tallahassee. Because he's always suckering you into these. <laughs> he is. You know, anytime we go to a convention, Dad, there's a Smash Brothers tournament. Let's go play. I'm like, yeah, just go stand in the corner of the screen. Don't move. Woo-hoo. Don't move. Right. <laughs> just don't get in my way. I'll handle it, he says. That's right. <laughs> So this one was the one that was at our former mall. Uh, Typical fashion, I did okay. I did a little bit better than I had done the last time because he trained me. But Mm -hmm. regardless of his infinite patience and (laughs) intellect in the game and how well his teaching was, I didn't really fare much better. Um, (laughs) I think I lasted six minutes instead of four. Oh, okay. So it was all you, not him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he did pretty well in the singles (laughs) tournament that he played in as well. But it was fun. We had a good time. We were 
and since I was preparing for this episode, he and I were talking a little bit about it last night. And he's like, yeah, you know, your Smash Brothers controller is gathering dust over there next to the TV. I'm like, yeah, I know. I need to start playing again. <laughs> get, get back at it. <laughs> Let's move on a little later in the month. So January 31st. And Mo, you were looking forward to the Lego Movie 2. Man, I about really to screwed the pooch in January, didn't I? I didn't do any of those. <laughs> You're batting a thousand on what you Holy didn't follow cow. through on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Lego Movie 2. I saw it. I liked it. I didn't like it quite as much as the first one, but I thought mm-hmm. it was still funny. You know, I still enjoyed it. Um, it was a yeah. Lego movie. So trying to it was. How- I mean, <laughs> it was a Lego movie. Yeah. You know, I would tend to agree. I think their Lego Batman movie was actually actually quite a bit better than the Lego Movie 2, yeah, even though it was okay. I heard recently that the rights to produce Lego movies, they Warner just gave them up and Universal snapped them up because the revenue is kind of going down. Oh, because they're fighting Disney now? <laughs> yeah, I guess, probably so. But yeah, I, I saw it too. I thought it was decent. It's, it's, it's like so many. It's like if you had a good franchise, even a so-so one of them is better than average junk people put out. So it was still good. True. Yeah, I said it was, it, was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I said I still like the first one better. George, I have one for you from that episode that's pretty funny in hindsight site. Yeah. Okay. January 31st, you were looking forward to our YouTube channel just about to hit 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> so close. <laughs> it was right around the well, corner. Wow, what a difference a year yeah, makes. I was going to say, did we hit it sometime then? When did we hit 2,000? I think we might Do have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you think we were at 1,980 something at the time because we were all saying, you know, it was the year we were born and we were saying, oh, here, we just crashed 1969, oh, right. which right. was my year. Yeah. And George is like, no, coming up on 71 is a better year. But we're very close to that. But now, Here, not too long ago, we tripled that number. I know we're yeah. just over six k now. We didn't yeah, talk I about mean, it, but whew. by golly, it happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I was looking forward to it. I'm happy it happened, and I'm happy it's still happening. Yes, that means a year now we're talking about twelve k at wow. least. At least, I'd like to. It'd be nice to be talking about triple again and talking oh, about triple eighteen k. Yeah, be better. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow, that'd be nice. I mean, <laughs> and it's you know it goes well, John. We had the you know we just ran last year that whole fourth listener fourth quarter contest that mm-hmm. was a blast and everything yep. mm-hmm. and i know you'll probably be announcing results soon for very that soon contest, yes yeah we're very close i really enjoy seeing the growth of all of the properties that we put out there from the day that you first told me about this till now it just boggles my mind and and it's happening in a lot of different platforms it's not just youtube anymore it's youtube it's this podcast it's the website discord channel is mm-hmm. blowing up and right. people are playing games with us all the time and yeah i I mean, love it. You know, it. I can't state how happy and proud I am that to have been a part of this from this point. I know at some point this thing is just about going to be turning big and you're going to fire me. And then I'm going to be yeah. the, the guy who was like the second host of American Idol, you know, that kind of got left behind. Yeah. The Brian Dunkelman of Gen X grown up. <laughs> we'll be his Garfunkel to his Simon. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. His oats Not is a chance. chance. Yeah. But it, it's been so much fun. I mean, honestly, yep. of the looking forward to stuff, I'll make sure I put a subscriber number on it for next year because that's probably my favorite thing to talk about is just how much fun I'm having interacting with these people that reach out to us that had the same experiences that we did growing up. Yeah. yeah. But it's always my philosophy is like, you know, you meet people all the time that like, oh, we're very similar. We had a similar background. I'm like there must be thousands of those people out there. It's just a matter of finding them and the internet lets you mm-hmm. find them. And so we decided to find them by starting to create content to attract them and it's working. It's working yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. Slowly, but gratifyingly, like you said, <laughs> the people that you find are exactly the people you're looking for and we have a blast with them, which is. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, the all, they're all cool. I mean, every single one point. of them. Yeah. None of them sign up on our channel and say, oh, this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's pretty it's obvious. It's very clear what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> George, let's move forward then. The February 14th Valentine's edition of the podcast. Mm. You were already dropping the ball some more. You had been looking forward to the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Mm. Did you check it out? We never talked about it again. Let's uh, move along. <laughs> didn't even touch it. Yep. Didn't look at it? Nope. Didn't watch it. Yeah. No, it was based on a comic book too, wasn't it? I watched it. it. Well, so let me let me point out, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the Umbrella Academy book, so I didn't have enough invested in it okay. to try and find time to wedge it into my overly saturated 
consumption time. I yeah. mean, it, I get that right now, especially back then it was the spring season, so to speak, had just started. So we had all the walking deads coming back and we had all these other things that were going to movies and TV shows and video games. And it just kind of fell off my radar. I have Netflix. So it's one of those things that I can always go back to, but you know, but like 20 you? other things <laughs> crop up and you're like, Oh yeah, I meant to watch that. And every now and then Netflix will poke and prod me a little bit like, Hey, you said you wanted to watch this. Are you not going to watch this? And I'm like, uh, maybe uh, not right now. I'm in the middle of watching purge election year for the fifth time. So, <laughs> And going to the office and deep space nine. And yeah, but Mo, you said you did see I it. I watched it. Yeah. George, you should watch it. It was pretty good. That's you, what everybody keeps saying. It. Otherwise yeah, I would have you... just written it off, but that's what makes me feel guilty because everybody should keeps saying how good it was. Bit. I mean, do work. <laughs> and there was a season it. two Harsh. that was announced, right? Yeah. They're doing a season two, so maybe that'll motivate me to watch it before season two drops. I doubt. I don't it. know. I doubt <laughs> it. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. I doubt it too. He's gonna look forward to season two, not watch that, and then you know <laughs> it'll become the new yeah, running yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> now he can't watch it because then it wouldn't be funny anymore. But okay, so I forgot about that, John. You didn't talk about something that was coming out on February twenty eighth. Yeah, I was looking forward to. I, I had skipped the uh, the new version of the Galaxy, the version S nine. I had the eight for a long time. I was looking forward to the S 10 plus. Uh, and the next episode, actually, I talked about the earbuds that came with it for free, but I yeah. didn't talk about the phone. You're right. <laughs> so right. I never followed up. And so, uh, so there's apparently not much the earbuds to say. were more impressive. <laughs> you know, they were just new and different and I got them as a bonus. I wasn't expecting to like them. I think that's why I focused on those. Uh, but there's not a lot to say about the S10 Plus other than it's great. I use it for everything. I still have it today and I didn't switch the note. I, I feel the same way with the S10 Plus that I did with the 8. Like, I have no reason to buy the 11 unless they just blow my socks off with some new feature because it still works fantastic. The battery life is great. I have no complaints about it. I probably didn't talk about it because it would have been pure hyperbole at that point and it would have been justified. It's still humming along. Now, do you feel like it was it was a sizable enough upgrade in parts and hardware to warrant the purchase going from the S8 to the S10 Plus? I definitely do. I absolutely do. I, now, I didn't even buy the super duper one, I think. I, I There was like a, I don't know, like an ivory backed special ceramic th- something <laughs> <laughs> maybe, with, maybe with the rare Toronto Rex skin and <laughs> right yeah I mean you could have bought the super duper one I just bought the base which was just under a thousand dollars and Samsung bought back an old S7 for like 300 bucks for me inexplicably in the trade-in program so it wasn't that expensive oh, and wow. it was way better than my S8 was uh, which is now gathering dust somewhere good isn't it funny how you live and breathe and die by your phone and you, you get panic if you don't have it and the second you get a new one it's a piece of shit in a drawer it's just how quickly yeah, it goes from this this critical pacifier to just another thing sitting in a drawer. Yeah, to where you just start looking up YouTube videos on like how to turn it into a home security camera or something like that. Yeah, right? I, I have a stack of like old iPhones from when I was an iPhone user. That I just saw in a drawer the other day. I'm like, remember when these were the new hotness and now it's just ancient tech and. I mean, one day the S10 Plus might be, but for now, still, here we are in 2020, and I'm still super happy with it. We did pretty good in March. That was uh, the 14th. We all followed up on everything we talked about. Woohoo! Woohoo! Move along, move along, move along. No, we're not quite done. I cannot believe I didn't follow up on this one. This was the last one of the first quarter, and in that March 28th episode, I was looking forward to seeing the Shazam film. Oh, yeah. And we didn't talk about that either? We, we, didn't talk we about- never talked about Shazam. Huh. Wow. I think I was going to see an early screening because it had like it came out two weeks before or three weeks before they were having some early screenings that they do sometimes in theaters when they know it's a good movie. And this was a good movie. I mean, I didn't have much invested in it. I don't know anything about Shazam other than what I remember Saturday morning, the kid, the old man riding in the, in the <laughs> right. RV, driving around. In the RV. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was DC doing doing something right. And they figured out, hey, you know what? Those Marvel movies are having fun with themselves. How come we? we sh-? And then they immediately forgot that in the next few films they did. Yeah. But Shazam, yeah. I thought was awesome. I, everything about it yeah, was cool. Yeah, I really liked Shazam, actually. One of the better DC films to have come out so far of the superhero stuff. Probably the first DC film that I've rewatched, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's true. Even more so than the first Wonder Woman? I, I have not rewatched that one. I've watched it once, and it was good. Okay. But Shazam is fun. It was why yeah. I liked it. It is, yeah. The, probably the thing, the nugget in it that I like so much is the thing that I remember, like the first season of the current Flash with Grant Gustin. Because mm-hmm. Grant Gustin in the Flash, he is 
jazzed about being a superhero. Right. He's so excited. Sure. And yeah. Billy Batson is just at first, he's just so overwhelmed with let's figure out what I can do and try to shoot him in the face and just all this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just it's funny and it's fun and they're enjoying being a superhero. Then I think that's instead of the brooding like I am Batman and my parents are dead kind of right, darkness. No. <laughs> there's just so much in it that was fun. That's why I rewatched. I think it was awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember thinking that they had miscast the role by casting Chuck as Shazam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and especially looking at the costume when uh-huh. I first saw some pictures of it, I was like, oh, that just looks awful. And now what do you that think? That looks Nicolas Cage's Superman awful. That looks really, yeah, y- really yeah, bad. There's a little bit of that vibe there yeah and then i didn't see it in the theater like you guys did i mm-hmm. waited until it was in public domain and watched it then <laughs> that's not what that means <laughs> <laughs> he's legally not committing himself <laughs> i was really upset at myself for not having gone for to not see it seeing in the, the theater. theater yeah yeah it was really really good i really enjoyed it yeah i did too the thing that was funny for some reason the one scene i thought just like maybe from really liking a movie to just really loving the movie is toward the end when the kid's like on the roof that after meeting his mom and he jumps off the roof as a kid and says Shazam in the air. Oh yeah. yeah it turns to Shazam, yeah. turns the Shazam in the yeah. air. I was like, that's just kind of badass. I like, you know, that. And that was in the trailer and it still didn't ruin the impact that it had in the, in the movie. No, that was yeah, pretty was cool. like, yep. he knows who he is now. You know, it's like, okay, I got you know, that. That's true. They did a good job with their trailers on this film, not killing enough of the film to make you go, Oh, I saw everything in the trailer. And they Shazam a really had a job twist. That. It had a twist yeah. at the end. Yeah. Which I, I was like, cool. The hell yeah. I don't know. Cause I actually <laughs> read these comic books when I was a kid. That whole, the whole family of Shazam's was in the comic book. That was a comic book thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? yep. Uh, Cause it was like Ms. Marvel was one of them. You know, they all had different, even the grandpa who had a costume, but didn't have any superpowers. It was pretty funny. But um, so I was kind of happy they went that route. I was like, and the, also his new foster brother, Brother. that kid was hilarious yeah <laughs> it gets game of thrones up in here i'm just messing with you yeah <laughs> my favorite heroes are spider-man my uncle fred my favorite heroes are wonder woman and my mama my favorite heroes are the hulk and great aunt molly underoos they even come out heroes against warm water and detergents Quarter one had a lot of crap that we didn't follow up on, but quarter two, man, yeah. we did a much better. In the first Woo-hoo. two episodes in April, we followed up on everything we were looking forward to. Yes, damn it, we did. Especially George. Especially you know, George, you have a very <laughs> light showing. You really kicked it up here in this one, but Mo and I didn't do so well. The March 9th episode. This is when you created the card. That's when oh, I the, could start no, going back and doing research. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, in the March 9th episode, you were looking forward to John Wick 3, we Parabellum, that? that came out. May 17th. I no, can you believe it? About that. Man. Yeah. Wow. I, I was definitely slacking in. Yeah. Uh, saw it. Really enjoyed it. I don't know. I just like the whole John Wick world. Um, a couple things I didn't like about it was just like the whole, there's a single guy in charge of the whole thing. Thing and he has to go to the desert. I thought that was kind of hokey, but the rest of it I liked. Great fight scenes. It delivered on what I expected, which was, you know, awesome fight scenes and just general badassery. And it felt like John Wick 3 was really, that was the ramp that finally catapulted Keanu Reeves back into the, to the public eye. Mm. John Wick, John Wick 2, he had started getting really a big deal. And then John Wick 3 came out, and then Toy Story 3 came out, mm-hmm. and then he's in this new video game, and he's Toy everywhere Story 3? Now. Yes, Toy Story yeah. 3. He was the um, evil Knievel. He dude. was Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 3. The Canadian. You mean Toy version. Story 4? Which one yeah, is it? Four. Is, is, are there four of them? That's why I was questioning. Four. Yeah, are there I, four I, of those movies? There's four of them. There's four. Yes. Yeah, the three <laughs> was the one was that like, just ended horribly. Oh, right, right. That's the one I cried at. Three right. was yeah, the one exactly. where they went to the daycare center. Right. But yeah, he's been in so much stuff now. Now the, the Bill and Ted. Did you see that next year or this year, whatever mm-hmm. year we're in, that in the same weekend, the new Matrix movie, as well as the Bill and Ted movie come out the same weekend? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's going to be the year of Keanu Reeves. Well, that's because they think that they're the same thing. They think that the either the Matrix is reliving Bill and Ted or Bill and Ted is a dream <laughs> of the Matrix or something. I, I forget which, but there's some you know fan theory out there about those two being related. Why would so you stack those two up together against each other, though? I mean, I'm going to see both of them, but they're awesome, especially because he has that one scene on top of the roof in the first Matrix movie where he says the Bill and Ted line. You know, he goes, whoa. Doesn't he say that in every movie, though? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much just thing, in every movie. <laughs> Whoa. I can't they, believe we didn't talk whoa. about Parabellum, though. I thought that was probably one of the best entries in the franchise because it did the most world building for me, yeah. especially the ending, you know, where the oh, betrayal yeah, yeah. happens and then he ends up down in the Bowery and everything. I really 
have looked forward to it. They've done a really good job of expanding it in the comic books as well. Yeah, the, the only thing I didn't like about that third film is I thought that the uh, the fight in the like the, the glass walled mm-hmm. floor of the building went on way too long. That just it just drug out. Like, okay, ha- yeah. how many times can I you beat the living crap out of somebody and they get up and they keep coming? It just it yeah, seemed like too much. Yeah, I don't know. They built a whole Terminator franchise on that theory. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he's a robot. It's fine. Yeah, he's a robot. He's <laughs> so was I the only one who didn't uh, do a good follow up here that that week? Well, you know, I also mentioned in that episode, I was looking forward to finding out what shows were getting renewed because they were mm-hmm. all kind of coming out. And I was most most eager to find out whether or not the Orville would get a renewal or not. And it mm. kind of did. It kind of didn't. I mean, it's not canceled. We didn't talk about it again, but the Orville got renewed. But we probably won't see new episodes. It, it left Fox. It's moving to Hulu, I think. Yeah. Yep. And we're liable to not see any new episodes it, until 2021 now. I know. That's just Yeah, wrong. well, they're retooling the whole production process. So, you know, it's a whole new company that's producing yep. it. They've got to get new showrunners on board. I mean, I don't know that they're not bringing back the showrunners from the Fox run, but it, it's not going to be a quick turn. Yeah. Why? why? Why did this happen? Because it's Fox. Why are they waiting so long to give us new episodes? Well, no, well they left Fox because, look, McFarlane has a That's long... why. <laughs> no, no. Well, I thought it was McFarlane, McFarlane. Like, pretty much owned Fox, you know, as far as they do well, McFarlane said, look, Fox helped us get this thing off the ground. They stuck with us for a couple of seasons, uh, but I can't deliver what they need, which is anticipated regular release episodic television. Oh, okay. And his schedule is not allowing for that. And so he's like, look, we can't deliver. You can't continue to invest without me delivering. So that's why they moved to Hulu, who is in that streaming model, which is just give it to us when you're ready. They'll buy it. So I think that's why he moved. But uh, the Orville itself, hooray, it's not gone, which is the most important part. Well, yeah, but it's just it's like kind of slow torture, right? I mean, waiting a whole like two years, basically, for new episodes hey, to show we up. We waited almost that damn long for Life is Strange, too. All right. <laughs> we can wait for Orville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you saw that pissed us off too. It did. Yeah, it but did. I waited till it was all yep. out. Yeah. <laughs> which is what I'll get with Hulu. So we did pretty good. The March 23rd, we were all following up on everything, but all we right. get to the end of the quarter uh, in June. Mo, you were looking forward to a series called Good Omens. Oh, yeah. Coming out wow. May 31st. I'm really surprised you talk about that one. That was Neil Gaiman based on a book with him and Terry Pratchett about the end of the world, which is always hilarious. It's like a, a devil and an angel or something. Yep, on a devil Earth and angel that have been yep. here since the beginning of time. About that. And yep. they basically begrudgingly are friends, even though neither would admit it because yep. they have more in common with each other than they do with their evil and hell and heaven sides. Yeah, it's all about the the apocalypse, you know, with the birth of the Antichrist and all sorts right. of fun, so we know enjoyable what it is. topics. Did you watch it? And how was it? I watched the whole, I binge watched that sucker and I loved it. <laughs> okay. I loved the book and it followed the book it was like it did a good job of following the book close enough where I was satisfied, but diverting enough where there's still surprises in it. All right, cool. So I really enjoyed it. That same episode, I was also saying I was looking forward to <laughs> George already falling asleep for Men in Black no. International. Yes, God, what a snoozer! Oh, <sighs> twenty years we waited for that crap. It wasn't awful, but it definitely was it not wasn't my favorite. Not awful. Oh my God, every part of that thing was pretty terrible. Jeez, it was a formulaic sequel. Yeah, that was the problem. It wasn't even a good formula, and it had good actors in it. It had good people. It had awesome actors in it. Let's take all the things that people like about Men in Black, but just the surface level stuff, and make it a movie. Not, yeah. the, not mm. the history and the behind the scenes and the heart. It didn't get in-depth at all. I mean, the only thing interesting about that no. movie was the female lead. Tessa Thompson. Thank you. That's right. Uh, yep. She was, I liked her character because they actually spent some time on it a little bit, but everybody else was superficial. Even hers was felt superficial to me. Yeah. She, she had a little history in that she saw the men in black and she the flashy thing he didn't didn't affect her so she remembers seeing them because she was upstairs she looking down light, the window like basically right. trying to find them but they don't give you any of that meat yeah yeah, yeah. there's no payoff for that it's true but yeah she shows way. up and like okay we're gonna make you an agent like oh great thank you yeah I would agree that it was I don't I didn't fall asleep during it George like you did apparently but oh, well yeah <laughs> it was not awesome and I'll go back and, and watch especially two or three with or losing something. Rip Torn this year that was sad yeah, yeah that was sad it was even worse you know it was like Okay, really? We, you know, we had to have his British knockoff version. Oh, it was terrible. And I love the British films and I love a lot of that stuff, but this was just an awful rendition of what could have been something really good. I kind of wish that they would have went almost smaller with that movie. Like instead of something being like a world ending mm, right. event, mm. again, they go with like a smaller thing that they can focus on the characters more. That would have allowed them. Yeah, right. Focus on the characters more. There was speculation around this film. And I, real quick before we leave this, I want to ask you, it did not have a cameo from like Will Smith or no, Tommy Lee Jones no. or anybody. 
If that had happened, would that have made it better or worse? It would have made it worse for me. No, George says worse. Mo, what do you think? Um, I think it would probably would have made it a little bit better because they would have to write some story parts in it that'll actually bring yeah. them in, hopefully, and not just have them like walk past the camera. I was really hoping they wouldn't be in it because I thought it would be pandering too much. Let this film stand on its own. And mm-hmm. it, it did both. It uh, both did not have cameos and it did not stand on its own. So it really didn't. Did yeah, work it failed in all accounts. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So at the end of the quarter, we have just a couple more in the June 20th episode. Mo, you were looking forward to Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about and that And we never either? talked about it again. So wow. did you see it? Yes, I definitely saw that. I saw it in the theater right after, and I loved it. I thought it was a great Spider-Man movie. It had a twist in it that I actually didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. And yeah. George, you saw it too. I know you liked it. Oh, yeah. I freaking loved it. And right after that, we got all the controversy about, is he in the Marvel Universe? Is he out of the oh, Marvel yeah. Universe? Luckily, we, he's still in it. I know we talked offline about all of that. Yep. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. And thankfully, yep. Sony made a deal with Marvel, so it's still part of the Marvel Universe, which thank God. Thanks to allegedly a drunken phone call from Tom Holland fixed that apparently. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Tom. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it yeah, takes. It's a great movie. George, we're going to wrap up this quarter with you. This is the only thing you didn't follow up on in the quarter. And the it whole was, quarter? This is it? I know, right? I'm telling you. He was working. I'm paying he attention. He was working at it. And wow. there's a note in this one that I said, damn it, you stole mine. I was going to look forward to it. <laughs> but this was the Yesterday film that came oh, out yeah. at the end yes. of June. Really enjoyed that film. It was the one guy goes into an alternate universe where the Beatles never existed. But he remembers and all so the music. He remembers yeah. all of their songs and he starts writing them as their own. Unsurprisingly, their hits. Yeah, I, I love the fact that at the end of this, you see he's not the only person that has come over to that universe, which yeah. I thought was a very nice thing that they didn't leak in the trailers. Yes. Again, it's one of those films that could have been ruined by over trailer saturation and it wasn't. I really liked his storyline, his whole throughput line, the romance, the mm-hmm. failed romance, the back to romance thing, back and forth. I haven't watched it since, but it's one of those that as soon as I get it off the public domain, I'll probably watch it like twice a year. So just a really fun film. That is exactly what that means. But yeah, no, I agree. I didn't see it in the theater, actually. I saw it afterwards. and it No, was, no. Okay. Yeah, I know. But that was all right. I mean, this is not what I don't think you had to see in the theater. It's not a big screen experience. Yeah, exactly. other, other than the great right. audio, because it's great music in it, obviously. Oh, yeah. The best soundtrack, and, uh, yeah. Plus the casting. I mean, that guy, I mean, he's a really good performer. He's talented. <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. I still remember when he plays yesterday for the first time in the guitar, where they buy him the new guitar. And yeah. his friends are like, that's amazing. You know, and I was like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. This was one of my first A-list films. When I first oh, when got you, your first joint. Okay. Yeah. So that was what made it an easy watch in the theater. Yep. Because you would just say, like, I got to get most out of these uh, 25 bucks mm-hmm. I've spent. What am I going to go see? So it was it was worthwhile. Yeah. And it was definitely on my A-list scale. It's one that would have been full price had we talked about it. Yeah. I yeah, agree. it was. All right. We made it halfway through the year. After the break, it's the second half of the year. Coming up next. Every package of Kellogg's Raisin Bran has two scoops of raisins. I know that. But do you know that two scoops are enough to give a plump, juicy raisin to each captain of the Queen's Guard, all the girls on the Cranston High Cougarettes, and Boy Scout Troop 12? That's a lot. George, you had a good run for a while, but at the beginning of the third quarter, you were still not my quite fault. followed up on every. Not your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I wasn't keeping the card up to date. In the July 4th episode, you were looking forward to the art of self-defense coming out in Mm -hmm. theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't go see it in the theater. Had the opportunity, just didn't get around to it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so was it good? I just watched it just a little while ago in preparation for this episode. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to tell you, it's fucking phenomenal. Really? Oh, my God. What a gem to have been missed by the theater-going community. If you enjoyed Super, the movie with Rain Wilson, where yeah, yeah. he, mm-hmm. you know, yep. has that dark comedy and he's trying to be a superhero and everything, that's the same thing here, only cranked up to 12. There is some stuff that happens in Acts 2 and 3 in this film that I was literally sitting in my chair going, holy shit, holy shit. And my son came in the room. <laughs> Dad, what's, what's wrong? wrong? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, it's not a nuclear holocaust. You know, it's he's just like, this Dad, movie Dad, I'm watching. Take you to the hospital again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I mean, I don't know that everybody he's going to have the same opinion this may be uh george is just off the wall thing but i really really liked it essentially there's this guy who is terrified of his own shadow played by jesse eisenberg the perfect casting for that Mm -hmm. role yeah it was in order to make himself feel more comfortable and more safe in his environment he starts taking karate and all of the people in this film are completely emotionless 
throughout the entire film almost. Everybody delivers everything deadpan. It's really creepy. There's almost no mood music until the third act. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. You know, let me tell you, I, I had never heard of this until you were looking forward to it and it made me go see it in the theater. So you did watch it, okay. I did, yeah. I watched it because of you and a very oddball movie but mm-hmm. it's it's like an art house film almost that got a yes. wide release wait, wait, not like the lighthouse not like the lighthouse no okay. but not good. like the lighthouse but good. <laughs> oh, good okay so you did like it then it's an atypical kind of movie you have to go into it not being ready for a typical hollywood fair but that i think that made it great i think it was cool and i i enjoyed it too yeah well, good. i have something to look forward to good now. call so there you go mo now you got something to look forward to from last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's okay that's okay george you were also looking forward to another season of a show you'd been watching which was the third season of glow Ah, yes. Did you keep up with that? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I did. Watched the whole season. I will say that it was one of the three seasons of the series. Oh, really? Was it now? Yeah, it (laughs) it was okay. I mean, you can tell they're starting to run out of character-driven storylines, which was what made the first two seasons so good. Because it's not that you get this behind-the-curtain look into the professional wrestling world of the 1980s. It's not that. That was funny and unique for the first couple episodes. What really drives the series are the characters and their storylines, as should in any series or movie third season a lot of that stuff got weaker they tried to cover some big topics in this season especially the aids epidemic Mm. coming into full Mm -hmm. force at the time period and i felt like they were very as mo would say ham-fisted in their delivery on that subject it felt like that they tried too much and i think that they probably need to get back to basics if they end up doing a season four so do you think they should wrap this one up or is there is there a direction they can go to to keep it going four yeah I think in order to close out the series, but if there's not, I won't be terribly disappointed. Mm, that's too bad. Hmm. Mo, let's move to you. The very Uh-oh. next episode, no, August fifteenth. You were looking forward to season two of Mind Hunter, and I, I and I'll be happy to say that I am still looking forward to it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Damn it! Now I have not watched it yet. Listen, just like with the art of self defense, and George, I started watching Mind Hunter because you were looking forward to season two. <laughs> well, I would. I still am. I still am. And I have watched all of it now. It's amazing. <laughs> It is amazing. So what I just is Mindhunter? Because yet. I don't remember. So since Mo didn't watch it, I'll tell you what Mindhunter is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you first introduced us to the, the first season yeah. last year, year and a half ago or whatever. It's about the, the beginnings of the behavioral science. Uh, yeah, behavioral sciences oh, studies the FBI in the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I watched that whole thing, too. Yeah. Okay. And it's about them going around from like prison to prison, interviewing serial killers about what they did now that they've been caught. And they had Manson and they had all these other just famous serial killer, son of Sam kind of people in there. And like played by actors, of course, not the real crazy, stupid people, but it's well done. The actors in it, the woman they brought in as the uh, kind of the assistant to kind of drive things in the FBI, the civilian, everything about that is cool. And I can't believe you've not watched it. because You're the reason I watched it. I, I be honest, I was looking forward to it. And then I got dist- something shiny was in the distance and I got distracted that I happens. don't know yeah. and so I'm happens. still looking forward to it so I still plan on watching it it was really good oh, you I'm should sure. watch I'm, it yeah. yeah I hope that keeps going in the August 19th episode I was the only one that was half stepping and I was looking forward to Borderlands <laughs> 3 I said I was ready for some more Borderlands finally and I did pick it up I played a tiny bit of it. I don't know what it is about my older me. Now that I'm over 50, I I don't have tolerance for these longer form games. I want to play them. I played a little bit of it. I probably played two or three hours with you online, Mo. Yeah. And it's good. It's funny. But like I'm sitting there going, my time could be better spent doing, oh, I should be editing or, oh, I should be recording something. Or maybe it's Gen X grown up that is, you know, I could play a game. But I think if it's going to take me five hours to play this, I could put out a whole video in five hours and be done with it. I think I end up not wanting to devote as much time to long-form games anymore because I have this new full-time hobby, part-time job, maybe. But Mo, you played a lot of it, though, didn't you? Are you still oh, yeah, playing I it? I enjoyed it. Did you finish it? Uh, yeah, I did. I finished the main story, at least. Wow. It was it was really good. I mean, I thought it was enjoyable. It was it was more the same. Again, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. The thing I liked about it was the fact that they kind of do a lot of nods back to the original Borderlands with some of the characters, like Roland and those, you know, like the main four characters. Sure, yeah. And it's one I could go back to later. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere, but I regret that I paid full price for it in order to play it. And, and now it's I, on sale. I just didn't, didn't, I know, and I didn't spend the time <laughs> with it. But. See, I think you know, I pay full price. I got to play it. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I don't get my Corys. So I have just one more that I didn't follow through on. This was right at the end of September. Woo-hoo. And I was looking forward to Bless the Hearts, which oh, is yeah. an animated series coming out on Fox. And I was most looking forward to it because it's set in the same universe as King of the Hill, my all-time favorite animated series of all time. It has since come out. I am religiously watching it and it is a mixed bag. Mm. It's cute. The biggest problem I have with it is the art style. Every character in this show looks like an animoji from the iOS. Like you can make a picture of you. Oh, right. They all have that same like animation giant eyes and they're kind of giant heads and skinny bodies. Like it looks like it came straight off of a phone and the stories haven't been, they've been hit or miss. A few great ones, a few so-so ones. My biggest disappointment probably is I had psyched myself up to say it's in the King of the Hill universe. It's going to be as good as King of the Hill. And it's really, really not. The same people, same creator? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. It's just in the same universe. That's it. They actually consulted with Mike Judge and they said, it started with, we're going to have like a Walmart. Can we use the Megalomart that you used in King of the Hill for it? And he said, sure, absolutely. And so they go to that store. They have a Megalomart. So it's set in the same universe as him. Doesn't overlap at all. But it's got like Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. It's got all these great people in it, but it's not, I'm not sure it's going to get renewed. Do you think it's like trying to still figure out what it is yet? Like one of those kind of things? Oh, sure. It's it, And it still doesn't know. I mean, it's it's been on for what, six, eight months now, and it still doesn't know what it is. I keep watching it because I love adult animation, not just cartoon cartoons. But if, if it was a live action sitcom, I would have already given up on it probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. Sad, but true. Sad, but true. <laughs> wow. We're going to end this quarter on a bummer. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can make all sorts of great things with a Play-Doh Fun Factory. I made spaghetti. And now you can get a Play-Doh Fun Flyer free when you buy Fun Factory and specially marked packages. It's lots of fun and little enough to take with you wherever you go. We're all the way up to the last quarter of 2019 and uh, apparently we all fell asleep at the wheel here because we have a lot of stuff we didn't follow <laughs> no, up on. There's not all we fell asleep at the wheel. I cannot be held responsible for your card. ability to follow up on the stuff you were looking forward to. Don't put that Absolutely on me. Absolutely you're responsible for it. We saw how well I did in quarter three when you were updating that damn card. When I was doing your work mm. for you, yes, I did great. That's No, I didn't did the work. <laughs> you were just putting what was on the board as due. You That's have all access you were doing, to Mr. the Teacher. same research resources that I do. I just had to put in the <laughs> work. That's it. <laughs> well, appropriately enough, let's get it started with you, George. You were looking forward <laughs> of course to we're Zombieland Double Tap in the first episode of the fourth quarter. Did you see it? I did see it a couple okay. of times. It was very fun. Yeah. It was. You described another movie that happened recently where you said it was as though they made a four-hour version of the same film. Mm-hmm. And yep. this was kind of that same thing. Zombieland 1 was outstanding, loved it. This was kind of just an extension of Zombieland 1. They didn't take it up to another level, really, as far as storytelling or anything. But it was still a lot of fun. It was the same characters and the same universe. But it didn't fall flat, is what they did right. It didn't fall flat. No, they introduced a couple of new characters that were interesting and fun. Yeah, they were funny. (laughs) And killed some of them. Yeah. (laughs) They killed some of them. But it was a good film. I really enjoyed it. My uh, son has one of his high school friends works in our local theater who had even gotten me the poster for it. Nice. And then my son promptly lost it at school when they did the handoff. So I'm like, well, crap. It's one that I'll go back and watch when I'm like, oh, I feel like doing a Zombieland weekend. Yeah. yeah. I won't watch it on its own. It'll be in conjunction with the first film. Yeah. I like the, uh, he got murried. Like, got what? He got murried. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I find the son of a bitch that killed you. You know, not to spoil it because, you know, it's just a few months off on since it released but the credit scenes oh, at it, the end of it end really hilarious. tied it to the first film really well hey, yeah yep yeah kind of went back to the origins which i thought was kind of neat kind of get a glimpse yeah. of that it was cool same episode i will admit i did not follow through i said i was looking forward to el camino a breaking bad movie I that was dropping did, on I netflix i was talking to you about that maybe i just asked you afterwards at lunch or something it was in the looking forward we said hey what's it about and we george has never seen breaking bad so he's gonna he put right. that on his watch list for when he got done with yeah. deep space nine it's and still there. Uh, it's still there yeah and it was fine it was not more breaking bad i think it positioned itself everyone is expecting like oh my god it's going to be a continuation of breaking bad and it wasn't the thing i didn't pick up on is right in the title el camino right the movie is kind of about the car sort of it's about what happens around the car because he flees the scene at the end of breaking bad in this brown el camino right and he's on the run cops are after them he has to swap out the car we follow the guys that have the car and kind of those flashbacks and stuff and it it really just it fills in some gaps in what you are 
already know about Breaking Bad. It doesn't tell you a lot more that's new. It just get, it, it fleshes out the universe and makes it feel even more real. It, it was interesting and quality. It's not a must watch, but it's definitely a do not watch before you've watched Breaking Bad because it's littered with information about what happens in later episodes of seasons of Breaking Bad. But as, as a kind of a like a little coda at the end, a little cherry on top. It's great. It's it's not Breaking Bad the movie by any stretch, but it was worthwhile. Now, I know, George, you could not have watched it. You should not have watched no. it. Mo, yep. did you watch it? No, I have not yet. No? Okay. Yeah, it's worth seeing. We both love Breaking Bad, no, so yeah. worth seeing. Worth seeing. So while we're on you, Mo, in Uh-oh. the next episode, in October 24th, you were looking forward to the, and, and told us it exists, actually, we had heard of it, the oh, Limetown right. yeah. TV series based on the great podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've watched it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was uh, it was like basically it was just visualizing the podcast. I mean, really is what it was, right? I don't think they really did anything too much extra that I didn't get out of the podcast itself, but it was enjoyable almost as a way of re-watching or re-listening to Limetown again. And that's really? what I kind of enjoyed okay. about it. I have a little different take on it. Did, now did, first, George, did you check out this at all? Not yet. No, Not I mean, yet. I okay. plan on watching it, but it's something that I've already heard the story of. So it doesn't. You're not dying not like, to see oh, it. Gotta watch you right kind of already now. know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Jessica Beale, which is pretty cool. Yeah, something I thought was really neat about. Now I've not watched all of it yet. I've watched about the first half of it. I think it's six or eight episodes yeah, like or something. Episodes, I, I think, and yeah. again, like you, George, I kind of know what's going to happen. I don't need to see it. I'm not dying to find out the resolution. But I really enjoy that you see things that happen off the mic, both on and off. Right. You see, you actually reenactments of things you heard in the live recordings, but you also see when they're not recording, like the politics of the newsroom at the, the radio station yeah. and what's happening between people and like there's this weird masturbatory line that runs in the midst of it that's really creepy like they take I don't it's I'm stammering because it's so weird it's the most jarring thing is that the the primary character Leah Haddock likes to masturbate to listening to people who she recorded and why they added that to the series yes it's really weird it's really weird and it felt unnecessary yeah they didn't add to the story I mean humans are humans like I'm not sure what it it was trying to say about her character I wasn't sure what the point was yeah I don't know what they were going with that but it was it was kind of odd it's probably why I haven't finished it because I'm like that makes me uncomfortable you know we're all human animals and we have our own urges but the fact they had to focus on it so hugely in the series felt like jarring to me maybe i won't watch it now that kind of messes with that character now it kind of it definitely takes it in another direction that makes you think about her differently that's for sure yeah not, not bad yeah. different i thought that as a visualization i thought they did a really good job and they, it's kind of neat seeing the town because they go through some flashbacks and stuff um with people describing what it was like in the town and stuff I oh, thought sure. that was they made cool. the sets and everything which yeah. is pretty cool yeah i agree so george no limetown yet for you but you were looking mm. forward Uh-oh. to the last season of silicon valley ah. on hbo have you partaken yes. I absolutely. I watched okay. every single episode as they came out, uh, including the extended finale, which was nice because they did a little 10 year looking back documentary was the way the finale episode played out. Oh, really? I haven't watched any yeah. of it yet. So it was good. OK, well, I don't want to spoil it. Then, Please but don't. No, I, but I, it's it, kind of it it's, was it was really, really enjoyable for me. It's one of those things where I definitely I want to watch it and there's so much other stuff to do. It's that syndrome of too much good stuff available. And I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say then what I was going to say that in preparation for this, since you haven't watched it, but <laughs> it was enjoyable. I still think my favorite character in the entire series is still Zach Woods, Jared Dunn character. I love Zach Woods ever oh. since I saw him on The Office. Better than Ehrlich? Is. You like him better than Ehrlich now, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ehrlich Bachman is a great character, and T.J. Miller does a oh, wonderful yeah. job playing him throughout the series. But Zach Woods, there's just something oddly lovable and creepy at the same time about anything he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I plays that. into that whole Slender Man vibe so well. <laughs> yeah. And he embraces it. He's and simultaneously t- he awkward it. and capable. Yeah. And- he is the definition of cringeworthy TV. And I really enjoy him. Like Thomas Middletich, who plays Richard, he does a good job with that as well. His character is very cringeworthy, like fidgety and nervous. Awkward. And all that and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Zach Woods, man. Man, 
the Jared Dunn character throughout the entire series, even uh, through this season, since you haven't watched it yet, you don't know about the splits and the weird things and all the stuff that happens. He just develops his character so well that, you, you know, you just want to hug the poor skinny little bastard. It's awesome. <laughs> and of course, probably the standout guy in anything he plays as far as being understated is Martin Starr. Yeah. I, I don't know how you get better at playing that deadpan humor than Martin yeah. Starr in this day and age. He does just a wonderful job. So the whole series was great. Loved it. I felt like they finished it up well, and it was very appropriate. The final season, the whole storyline, the way it came about, the resolve. That's very encouraging. I'm stoked to hear that. Thank you for that information. Now I'm definitely going to watch it sooner than later. It was almost like I knew it was the end of it. So I'm like, I don't want to get into it right now. I might not like it. That's cool. Oh, let's move on a little bit later. November 7th. Mo, you were looking forward to Dr. Sleep, the sequel to, of all things, The The Shining. Shining. Yeah, uh, I'm still looking forward Mm. to it. Haven't seen it. Okay, haven't seen it. (laughs) Haven't seen it. No. Why? Uh, Don't want to see it. Don't. No, it's just like, I guess it got into the holiday season and I got busy and work got busy and didn't get to it. I got to see it. And then I just didn't. And it's one of those things that after the first couple of weeks, it's like, it's not a new movie movie. out now. I got something else I have to see. Yeah, exactly. So I still plan on seeing it. That's fine. I just have not seen it yet. All right. Same episode, November 7th. George, you said we were talking about, we had done a, uh, a live stream about Galaga, but you were looking forward to a new one. We were planning about the history of Galaga and all of its ports. So we haven't talked talked about yeah. it again since that. What's up with that project? Well, so we're still working on the project. I don't think it's going to end up as a live stream. It looks like it's more developing into a series of parts where each episode would focus on a different Galaga you know, sequel or port, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be on the YouTube channel, which we're getting a lot of retro gaming hits right now on the YouTube yep. channel. So yeah, I think are. this will fit well with that. With the holidays, as Mo was saying, it's something that I haven't gotten a chance to get back to. However, I am in the middle of a two week vacation from work. So that's my plan is during this two week vacation <laughs> to try and knock some of that out. Okay, cool. It's definitely going to hit an audience because we, uh, we've kind of hit a vein with nostalgic arcade stuff right now. So you're right. It should fit right in. So I look forward to seeing how that turns out. <laughs> Mo, in the November 21st podcast, yeah, you told us you were not looking forward to Frozen 2 and because you really didn't want to see it. And and oddly, you never talked about it again. That's right. And I'm happy to say I'm still not looking forward to it and I have not seen it. You've still not seen it. I haven't wow. either. Have you, George? Have you seen Frozen 2? No. I'm, Mo, weren't you supposed to be forced to go see it with your daughter? No, no. She's dating somebody. He could take her. Oh. Ah, you snuck out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Dodged a bullet. I, I'm no longer responsible for that. So When your child wants you to go do something that you don't want to go do, so you start hooking them up with other people so that they can... <laughs> I don't want to see Frozen 2. Have you downloaded Tinder? <laughs> Tinder for tots. There you go. Oh, oh only George. <laughs> oh, we're getting very close to the end of the year, the recent episodes from 2019. But in the December 5th episode, I was looking forward to a new uh, documentary series on the Disney Plus called One Day at Disney. Mm, okay. While I've watched all of the other documentary about the origin of the parks, the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. I've not touched this one yet. Oh, yeah. I did start the Imagineers one. Yeah, the Imagineers one is great. Yeah, it's really uh, good. One Day at Disney, I have not. I think it just started, actually, on the 19th, which is just a few weeks ago. I haven't watched it yet. Still gonna. I mean, I love documentaries. I love Disney. Uh, and these are good productions. So, uh, okay, everybody brace yourself. This is very new. But George, in that same episode, you were looking forward to the new Star Trek film, I think it was. The new Star Trek film? (laughs) Wow. I got Mo. I got him. (laughs) My mistake. No, it was a Doctor Who film, I think. No, the new Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. The end of yes. the nine episode trilogy of trilogies. Uh, we're all I mean, looking I mean, forward to it. I just put it on the list to fuck with Mo. Yeah, really? Uh, yeah. It, it Not worked. that I cared that much. No, <laughs> no, I absolutely went and saw it with my family. Um, got the Star Wars popcorn tin. Really? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. How much did that cost? It was eleven ninety nine. A bucket of popcorn is Not like $10. Not the R2-D2 so. bucket. Now, the R2-D2 Not the bucket. Oh, okay, okay, that was okay. 50 bucks. That was huge. Yeah, no. And a matter of fact, my like, as I mentioned earlier, my son has a friend that works works in the theater and he was when we came out of the theater I was getting a refill of the 11.9910 because damn it I'm taking some of my money home with that yep every time I go to the theater another 15 cents of popcorn yeah he was at the <laughs> counter and 
he was showing me the R2D2 thing, yeah. it was $53 yeah. they mm. were charging for that. And I'm like, uh, I'll wait till it hits eBay. Some listen, it already has, sell and thing. it's over $100 already on eBay. What? No way. Yes. Yes. Wow. Maybe I should have gotten one. You should have gotten one. Well, so, <laughs> Just okay, to so we've talked about the theater paraphernalia enough. The right, film right, itself. Right. The film. I think all three of us have seen it now, yeah. yes, maybe multiple right. times at this point. Just once. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a fitting end to the 42 years I've been waiting. I'm not going to say that it's my favorite Star Wars film of all time. For me, being not nearly the diehard fan that Mo is, I really enjoy the Star Wars films, but Mo is like, you know, he's read all the books and met all the people and have probably written some of the script for all I know. Travel I mean, to Naboo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked the little twists at the end that they had mm-hmm. in it. And the very last scene, I thought there were some tear jerking moments as I was remembering watching this when I was like six and seven years old when it first came out. And I was just, my son was sitting next to me in the theater and he goes, this means a lot to you right and i'm like yeah it's 42 years i've been waiting for this film because mm-hmm. yeah. i remember when the first three films came out and everybody started talking about it. he's got nine films yeah. in his mind and they finally finished it yeah i was like it was awesome what about you mo oh i i enjoyed it my only big criticism i thought the multiple storylines and the way they switched between them seemed awkward yeah you know what i mean we talked about that yep but mm-hmm. besides that though i i enjoyed it i thought it was a, a good cap on the whole thing it was kind of sad that of all of them i mean it's not like a big surprise to anybody but like really basically Chewbacca is the only one left <laughs> which is a little depressing yeah well no C-3PO's left That's and r 2 2 but yeah and Lando, he's and around. Lando, but Lando's yeah, kind of—he's yeah, not like a major, major character. But they- <laughs> but I will say that Anthony Daniels is the only actor to have had a part or a role in every single film. Yeah. Oh, and did Chewbacca gain weight? He is a different guy. Yeah. It's a different guy in it. He looked a lot bigger. But anyway, besides that, though, no, I enjoyed don't be it. body shaming this- Chewbacca. Poor guy. <laughs> no, just asking. Just asking. He was a little thin on before. He was, he was a lot more mobile in this film of any of the Chewbacca yeah, films. Like Peter Mayhew had notorious problems with his knees for years but the guy they've got in the suit now man he can move he was running around like crazy i was like look at him go go chewbacca he's only 250 years old no i thought it was good i thought they did a lot of good nods to the original movies to kind of without being pandering like the fact that they're playing like that that chess game on the ship and those things like little little touches like that i thought were kind of cool i'm a diehard fan but i'm not like one of these oh this is against canon or this is against whatever you know that's all crap it was a good movie i thought it was a good film and i enjoyed it a lot mo you mentioned that you know it felt like parts were sped up or things were thrown in and everything my son mentioned to me after the film he said if this had had 30 more minutes worth of film this probably would have been the best star wars film ever and i think he's right because i think there was one thing that he was really upset about that they didn't answer a thing that was specifically mentioned in the middle point of the film yep and they never went back to it and Mm -hmm. he was and i'm trying not to say what it was no i know what you mean i know what you mean but he was pretty upset because he was like we never found out about that Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why didn't we find out? There's no reason not to find out. I'm like, it's probably on a cutting room floor somewhere. And he's like, yeah, they should have added, they should have made it a three hour film. That's yeah. the whole topic of the next movie. We'll find out what that was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe there'll be a director's cut or something and uh, they'll add all that right. stuff back you in. You know, my whole feeling about, about this film, I always said all Star Wars films are fun. I, and, th- and this is true of this one too. I didn't come out of this one super emotionally charged about it. And I, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, Mo. You know, early in the film, there's no spoiler here. The Millennium Falcon is doing this light speed like skipping it's mm-hmm. jumping to different right. places while running from someone and for me the whole film felt like that it's like we warped mm-hmm. into something it yeah. was it That's was actively it's- going on shit is coming you know hitting the fan everything's and then there's people and then boom we're in a new place and more exciting things is, and i never had time to slow down and really get invested in something before they zipped off to the mm-hmm. next thing right that's probably a side effect of you have so many things you have to cover in this supposed to button up this series of films but it definitely had a negative impact on the pacing of the film for me i just felt tired the whole time and never got emotionally invested probably because of that pacing yeah the longer film might have helped that like uh, like you said yeah i agree yeah, because that's what I said. That's what I meant. Like, but the the scene switching, yeah. it, it's just like it's just still disjointed. I'm like, wait a minute, I was just getting into that last thing. Now you switch me. Yep, that happened. The 30 more minutes would have been an amazing film. All right. We're up to the end of the year 2019. Now, no one can be held accountable for this Woo. because this was just the last episode. We didn't have a chance to follow up on that. But since we're here at the new year.
year. Let's quickly cover the things we're looking forward to at the end of last year. And we'll start with you, Mo. You were looking forward to a new season of The Expanse. Yeah. That it just dropped. Have you checked it out yet? I binge watched the fuck out of this thing. I Already? Okay. <laughs> wow. Because I love The Expanse. I thought it was one of the best sci-fi shows out there. And after three seasons and it got canceled, I was depressed for a while. Then Amazon picked it back up and they just came out with the next season. And I have to say this, the thing that pissed me off most about this new season is that the next season is going to be a while because they yeah. left it at the end. I'm like, ah, yo, it was like one of those things. Well, you like, talked about maybe not binging it. So you didn't have that problem, but you couldn't, I couldn't help, help yourself. It, man. I, I binged the, yeah. I just watched the whole thing. All right. But it was awesome. I think the Good. characters, they kept true to the characters. They added to the storyline. And, and the thing that I really love is that, like you look at it, you're like, okay, all this makes sense like how people would react like none of it was like well why the hell would they do that didn't make that makes no sense at all everything seemed very realistic and true so i i'm still looking forward to the next season of this <laughs> and you could do that again and that's right however many years they do that <laughs> are there, is there gonna be a new season do you uh, know that for sure well the way they left it they better damn well be they better <laughs> or most gonna be upset because <laughs> if they don't then i'm gonna be really upset i think they planned i think they have two they guaranteed two seasons at least more so i at right. least have one more season okay. forward to. so in that same episode um you guys were crapping on me because i was looking forward to the musical version of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah still not looking forward to that you don't have to it's gone you can't see it now so take that oh, oh thank god george <laughs> did you hear that it's out of the world oh, no george no, what it's, are you gonna it's, do it's still around oh you guys so damn it <laughs> It was good. It was it was quite good. It wasn't like a huge budget production, but it was fun. They added a couple of songs appropriate to uh, that weren't in the original. They added Rock Around the Christmas Tree for a little scene in there. And it was actually very true. Like the art style was very true to the Rankin Bass uh, stop motion. So Santa, for example, his beard was not a big fluffy beard. It was very like smooth, like he was the puppet. And like a Christmas tree looked like, you know, foam cutouts stacked on each other. The entire art style of the production looked like the thing. The only change they made really at all was softening up the whole problem of, hey, everybody hates Rudolph until he's useful. Kind of the the retrospect that people think about Rudolph. You know what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. And they need his nose. We're like, no, we forgive you now because we need you. They right. softened that. They did a little bit of a did Han or Greedo shoot first sort of thing where as soon as Rudolph rescues his family from the, the Bumble's cave, uh -huh. he, they get back. And everybody makes amends. Hermie, you can open your dentist's office. And Rudolph, we love you and everything's great. Yeah. We're sorry. And then the mm. next day is when the storm hits after they made amends. And so they've already, everything is all cool before they need him to guide the sleigh. It was a very subtle change, but I noticed it as many times as I've seen Rudolph. And they didn't damage the story. They just reordered things a little bit. Other than that, it was very faithful and it does not damage at all the Rankin-Bass animation. So if you get a chance to see it, you should, unless you're Never a stick in the mud pass. like George and Mo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ruins the original by just existing. Not true. Not true. It's so good. <laughs> George, we're going to let you wrap it up here in a very meta sort of inception way. In the last episode yes. of 2019, you were looking forward to recording the Looking Back and Looking Forward podcast that you are currently recording oh my God, as we speak. Yes. Now. So tell me, how did that go? I think it went rather well. I was very pleased that I got to air my grievances about John's bookkeeping abilities. And I felt like we covered the stuff that needed to be covered. Although I'm pretty sure that at least one of those things we talked about on a podcast and John just messed up and put it in this list anyway. It happens. But I'm not flawless. Our fourth yeah. listeners will They'll let keep us, us in know line. That's true. On that. Yeah. I enjoy this. It's slightly different than what a lot of the other podcasts do, as you mentioned at the top of the hour, where, you know, they just look back at all the things they did throughout the year or some kind of retrospective i like tying up loose ends we talk about all the time when we watch these tv series that get a finale series versus one that just ends abruptly mm -hmm. how much better that makes the whole series just the fact that they get to tie it up in their own time and i like that we get to do that every year now and that's kind of us doing that you're right i didn't think about it that way it's very much putting a nice ribbon on the end of the year and saying you know what everything that you talked about has paid off and yeah i agree mo how do you think george did oh george did awesome you know um they <laughs> <laughs> well, not for my shitty bookkeeping he'd have been fantastic no 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 i i, I okay that's that's a little crap i mean come on we all know what we put on <laughs> thank there you the week, week. thank you you know no we don't yeah, we, i'm <laughs> telling you i forget but that's he why we have these little things you go back to and look but, <laughs> but they're archived the, the podcasts aren't how do you think i, I find them <laughs> you can do the okay, research i spent a lot of freaking time on these notes one okay time. that's it <laughs> so <laughs> 
from the four corners of the world, it's the Smurfs like you've never seen them before in an all-new Smurf movie. Smurf-a-rooney! Smurf Quest, coming Saturday morning. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That will put a ribbon on 2019. We have concluded our looking back on looking forwards from the year, tied up all the loose ends, found out what we did and didn't actually watch, what we did but and we didn't, didn't do actually enjoy. we another looking forward to section in this one. We're, we we're looking forward looking to forward next to year. Either. That's what we'll look forward okay. to. Okay. Let's all just right. look forward to it. <laughs> Before we leave any episode, we always love to take just a moment to give our heartfelt appreciation, especially throughout 2019, our, the growth that we talked about to the patrons that absolutely keep gas in the tank and keep the lights on here at Gen X Grown Up Central. And I'm talking about you guys. Stew Monkey, Mark, Mike, R, Keith, Chad, Dana, Stian, Thomas, Davis, Blasted or Stagent, Marcus, John, Tony, Dan, Stubaka, Corey, Titu, Adam, Greg, L, Greg, Z, Levi, Slow Mo, Agile, and Mike C. Wow. These are all folks who put their money where their mouth is. They support us financially over at Patreon, just a few bucks a month. If you'd like to join them, head over to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. Check out the levels, some swag to be had, some behind the scenes content. We would love for you to join us in the new year. It's a lot of people. Thanks for listening to this. Looking back on Looking Forward 2019. We'll be back next week with another episode of the show. Until then, I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? JetX Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Five, four, three. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to this. What the hell are I? How am I going to say it? To this uh, special to episode. End of the year retrospective. Yeah, or, or, or look back at something. Looking back. Our annual. Say our annual because this oh, is yeah, like our annual. 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 Retrospective episode. Yep. I got it. Perfect. Thank you. Great. In five, four, <laughs> three. Glad we're here. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to this what did you say? I'd write it down. Fuck. <laughs> our annual, our annual <laughs> retrospective look back. Looking back on looking forward. Looking on, back on looking forward. Looking forward. 2019. Okay, good. Yay, put that at the beginning. Got it. Okay. In five, four, three. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Maybe. That wasn't me. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you, oh, shit. Sorry. Let's try that again. Yeah. No, no wonder you're I going, to Drop the ball and get mad. Okay. Harsh. Harsh. You, you, you'll have more later. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.